Good evening, everybody. This is Daniel with no pain, no Spain. Coming from the city of Barcelona. Very windy, very cold. Well, it's not as cold as it has been before, but it's pretty chilled. Um, and it's 9.15 at night. 9.20, so I'm uh, 30, about 30 minutes away from curfew. I'm walking the dog, and I just wanted to... Uh, record a little podcast just to recap a little bit of what this 2020 has been and and uh, projections about what the future will bring and mostly about some thoughts about many things because uh, this 2020 has made all of us aware of, uh, of our fragility in, in various areas like for example the political area, how disconnected politicians are with the rest of society. I think most of us have uh, come to terms that that is deeper than what we previously thought it was, because we always knew there has been, that they have a, a private agenda and that they throw us little crumbs for us to be happy and for us to be conformed with uh, what we have, but this uh, particular Corona vid COVID uh, thing has exposed a lot of a lot of um, a lot of gaps in between all the connections between society and politicians. And I'm not going to name ideologies, but all politicians. Uh, talking about ideologies. It's um, it's a fun fact that in this time of COVID, I would say, and this is a uh, personal perception, that the right wing has gained has gained power. They have gained momentum. They are now in the crest of a wave. I've spoken a lot about this before. I've spoken about how we have people in Congress who are uh, a notch down of raising their hands in Hitler salute and how their discourse and their, uh, their rhetoric is scary at the least. I'm not fully... Mm, I'm not fully convinced that people are not really listening to what they're saying. And here's the problem. They're not listening to what they're saying. They're just listening to what they want to hear. And so they expand on this racist, uh, fascist, extreme uh, discourse. And, and, we only pick, and we only pick the notches here and there. And... Uh, Somebody's attacking my dog, but she's old enough and big enough to figure it out. <laughs> and so, um, but then my question is, what about the left? I said I was not going to talk about ideology, sorry. This is just a thought that occurred to me lately. What about the left? There is no left anymore. Forget it. There is no... Let's work for the working class man. Let's do things for the underdog. Let's make life better for people who, whose chances and opportunities in life are, 
are cut off. There's no, no longer that. The left is now a right in disguise. And they have abandoned a whole layer of society, which is the, well, the working class. Because now they, they um, well, they direct their, uh, their speeches and their ideology towards the middle class people. They have gone upwards instead of downwards. They are now, their, their socialist and uh, liberal agenda is now more directed to middle management, to not white color, but middle class, upper middle class, directed to me, directed to you. You know, not directed to the masses, like it has to be. That's what the left is for. The left is to raise the masses, to give them hope, to make them, uh, to make their lives a little better, to give them uh, reasons to fight, to give them uh, something to hang on to. You know, they they have lost that connection completely. The left is now targeting middle class upwards. And they are gaining that share of the market. Yes, in that sense, they are doing a good job. They have targeted the middle class and upwards. And the middle class and upwards are now mostly leftist. Nevertheless, the big, the big group of people are the working class. And they have been forgotten. They have been left out of this whole equation. But guess who has gone there to give them messages, to give them hope, the extreme right. Of course. <laughs> so now you have, for example, in places like Barcelona, uh, the extra radio, which is the blue-collar, you know, the hard-working, the factory people, you know, voting for extreme right. <laughs> Never heard of how the left has fucked up so much It's unbelievable. It's 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 a, it's a shame. It's they should be embarrassed of themselves. They should be they should fucking kill themselves, man. How much they have betrayed the whole message, the whole package, the whole ideology. You know, they have abandoned everyone, everyone who really need them. So, uh, so that's one thing. I think that uh, that point of view is is something that I, I thought about. I've been thinking lately because I've been reading that you know people, places in Barcelona like Badalona, L'Hospitalet, and things have gone extreme right. But of course, they have been abandoned by the leftists, by the people who were supposed to help them out, by the people who were supposed to give them platforms from where they could speak, from where they could at least hope, if anything else. But no. They've left them on their own, and the right wing has come in full, full force and taken over. How dumber can we get? Can we get even more dumber? How can we can can we think of a more mac macabre and and, and and stupid evil thing to do? So ideology is out of the question. <laughs> uh, uh, Liberalism is now a questionable thing because what exactly is liberalism? Who represents liberists, liberals, I'm sorry, in, in this context? Not the socialist parties, not the left-wing parties, no. They don't represent me, at least, and as far as I know. 
spoken to a lot of people who have my same tendencies and they are out. Nevertheless, other things are also happening. Maradona died. Hmm. The immortal Maradona died. It's a paradox. And I find that um, it's a very curious thing that happened in his death. And that is that I knew that Maradona was regarded a hero in many places, but not as much. He was, re he was seriously regarded as a god. And I know people in Argentina are absolutely crazy about football. And if you've never been there, you will never understand the level, the profoundness of their, of their attachment to football. So when Maradona died, the country went berserk. Absolutely berserk. Now, why is this? I also analyzed this from my point of view, and I think it's because Maradona represented the best and the worst of everyone. Uh, in today's world, and I think most of the time, we have our heroes are literally far removed from us. There are people who achieve such enormous things that they're out of our, of our league. Let's, uh, let's, let's find one of the heroes now and day, for example, I don't know, um, let's, let's, let's say Mark Zuckerberg. A lot of people respect Mark Zuckerberg. I despise him. I despise him and I hope he, he rottens in his own pile of money, but he is regarded as one of today's heroes. God damn it, fuck. Uh, well, let's say him. Now, regular guy, <laughs> let's say young people or someone like me, we might admire and consider Mark Zuckerberg a hero, but it, it, it's something that we can never, ever, ever do because he is in a level that we can never achieve. He has access and he has had access to a level of intelligence, a level of evilness, a level of of achievements that forget it I mean how, uh, there's no way you can relate to that you know and uh, even the things he does wrong which according to me is everything but even the things he's recognized about being wrong as are of such dimension still it's far removed from us now Maradona was one of us Maradona was a guy who found himself dribbling the ball like nobody else could but it's still a ball it's still something we have access to I have I'm never played football at, other than in the streets and shit and I get a ball and I dribble it okay I know how to do my shit and I mean fuck I could play a regular game today I feel good with the ball I control it and shit So it's so seeing Maradona do it, it's still within our reach, still within our grasp, still within our... We could have been Maradona, okay? We could never have been Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, so, got them fucking phone. Uh, I hope that I, I just got a message from my phone and the phone started speaking to me. I hope you didn't hear that. Mm. 
So Maradona represented a hero we could all be. Okay, which is not entirely true, which is not entirely like the things don't work that way, but he was one of us. Okay, whereas Mark Zuckerberg, uh, <laughs> Steve Jobs, uh, all these evil motherfuckers, they were never one of us. Never, ever. <laughs> okay, so we loved Maradona because of his triumphs, but mostly we loved him because of our mistakes. I'm sorry, because of his mistakes, because it's the mistakes we could probably do. Because it's the mistakes that should we be exposed to that level of achievement, we would probably do. I don't play the lottery. I've never played the lottery in my life. I think I've played it a couple of times because I didn't know what to do. Like, oh, well, just give me a number. And I never checked. I never see, even saw that if I won, maybe I won. But I always say that, <clears throat> not now, but say at, if I were to win the lottery at age 25, that'll be the end of me. That would have been the end of me completely. Uh, absolutely, completely. They would probably have found me in a hotel suite with <laughs> all kinds of drugs and all kinds of hookers and all kinds of shit and dead stiff and they would probably have to do a, a, a medical exam just to know which one of all the drugs killed me you know so uh, Maradona was one of us Maradona was eh, okay I'm not saying that you are you would do the same but well given the chance at 2025 and have that level of fame and that level of economic power the chances are you would have fucked up too and that's what he did he fucked up and I loved him not because of his morals because he didn't have any not because of his political stance because it was fake and not because of his football uh, qualities because I don't give a shit but because of his honesty in a particular interview I saw of him in which he he recognized that how much he how much more he could have been had he not fucked up how he was giving the key to make such a difference in the world with all his fame and his power and his influence he, he could have done big, big, huge things yet he didn't and his that self-recognition made me respect him because we all have those things because we all have been offered some kind of opportunity in which we could have done things better and we didn't Sometimes we do, but sometimes we didn't because making good things, making good deeds come also with the responsibility of a continuity uh, to keep going. You just don't do a good deed and then go home. You, it's like, yeah, it's like, you, well, yeah, well, the, the usual phrase, don't, don't give a man a fish, teach him how to fish. But it's easier to give him a fish because... You know, here's a fish, see ya. <laughs> Whether teach him how to fish represents you getting involved. Uh, so, it's, it's not easy. And we all choose the quick path in many of the situations we regard as fragile or as, uh, or as uh, situations in which we could do something because <laughs> we can do something in just about every 
big problem in the world. <laughs> I had a little bit of a chat with a vegetarian person today and we were both defending our sides of the fence. I am not a vegetarian. I eat meat. And, uh, and I found myself without any good arguments to defend why I eat meat. Because honestly, there are no good arguments for us to eat meat. At least not at the industrial level that we do. There are none. Forget it. Uh, and, and they're right. They're obnoxious. They are unbearable. Vegetarians are <laughs> just unbearable. But they're right. They are right. Just take a look at the, at the farms that we have. Take a look at how we treat farm animals. Take a look at how much drugs and antibiotics and hormones we feed them in order to be edible, which is absolutely bullshit. Go into any farm. I don't care where you live. I don't care if you live in Mongolia, if you live in Argentina, if you live in, in South Africa. I don't care. Go to any farm. And if you don't get depressed, there is something wrong with you. Because I have been to many farms. Ecological farms. Uh, Animal-friendly farms. And regular farms. And there is very little difference between them. They are very little difference. So, no, there is no arguments to defend you eating meat, even at the biological level. We don't need meat if we provide the proper diet, the proper you know, feed, feeding habits. You know. So, even... At that level, even in, in, in regular things on how what we eat, we still don't do the right thing. Okay, my only my only good argument against against the um, the meat eaters and uh, and in defense on what we do with the animals is that it's seven billion of us. And there is no way we can feed all those people with, let's say, um, regular animal-friendly farming. There is no way. We have reached the point in which we literally have to do it at the industrial level. There is no solution. Let's say that, um, okay, I knew a guy in Mozambique who had happy chickens. And they were really happy chickens. Uh, went to his farm. I, I used to have a restaurant and I used to buy the chickens from him and I visited his house and his chickens were happy. Okay, so now let's feed 7 billion people with happy chickens. You can't. You can't. Forget it. It's no possible way. You know, even a, far, a cow that's roaming in the wild and eating grass and, and all that. Now, do that for 7 billion people. There is no way. The only way to do it is through 
industrial farming. So the problem is not the game, but the player. Okay, so what can we do about this situation? Stop eating meat, that's one solution. But it requires a big ass sacrifice. It requires a big shift in your metabolic desires and needs because we do need the protein and to uh, now begin to discover or uh, investigate new ways of getting what you need well it's a hassle it is a hassle so we chose to just go to the supermarket or to your happy meat market and get a steak and get a chicken or get a fish and just fucking fry it, boil it, cook it, steer it, barbecue it, and eat it. It is a quick source of protein. It is a good source of protein, I might add, but there is no excuse for us not being vegetarians. Having said this, um, since it is within my reach, I have reached an agreement that I will eat a lot, a lot less meat, and I already eat very little meat, okay? I may eat meat twice a week. And when I say meat, I don't say red meat. I said I hardly eat any red meat. Mostly it's chicken and fish. But I'm going to try and cut that down to the bare minimum. And since it's going to be very sparse and very seldom, I am going to do an effort to get only meat from certified happy animal farms which is going to cost me a shitload of money but that's why I'm going to have to eat less of it but that's uh, that's a uh, mission I'm putting on myself uh, what else did I want to talk about this 2020 it's been a hell of a year guys it's been a weird weird year um, a lot of people are saying that things will change forever I don't entirely agree with that. Entirely because, yes, things are going to change. But people are people. And when given the opportunity, they're going to come back to the same. And when all this is over, when they finally the vaccine is uh, found and, 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 it, uh, and it's discovered that it's sufficient, which, by the way, I'm not vaccinating myself or my family until I certainly sure that it is safe and I'm not requesting that it'll be efficient because I hope it's efficient I'm only requesting that it's safe so uh, from um, my group my age group which we are not young but not old yet so we are neither in the vulnerable groups we are scheduled to have the vaccine I think I read somewhere between the end of 2021 and the first six months of 2022. In the meantime, there will have, we will have enough evidence of people who have been vaccinated for a year to know if it works or not. So only then I will make the choice whether I want to get vaccinated or not. What else did I want to talk about? Do you believe this COVID bullshit? I am not so sure. I am not seeing any bodies in the streets. I am not seeing any 
overcrowded hospitals. I am not seeing 400 ambulances going around the city. I am not seeing anyone, not one person, not one person <coughs> feeling weird. Not one. So, is it true? Is it not true? As per me, all the evidence points that it is not true. Not that the virus is not true. The virus exists. The virus is there. But it's absolutely not what they're telling us it is. Because use your brain, use your eyes, use your sight, use your things. Are you seeing it? Are you watching anything? I mean, if you, re we don't have a TV. We, I don't listen to radio. But every now and then, I read the newspapers at the bar where I go and have coffee. And if you only keep that information in mind, you would think the world is burning down. You would think that you would go out in the street and find piles of bodies going, you know, rotting in in, in the air. <laughs> but nothing, zero. I see zero of this. And again. <laughs> So I think Barcelona had what 25,000 contagions in the last week. I don't know, some, some crazy fucking number. So what? So fucking what? I may be con with COVID. I probably am. You probably are. Everyone probably is. I, see, I don't see anything, anyone going crazy. I don't see anybody coughing blood. I don't see anybody fucking... You know, I never heard of anyone, and I know they are. I've know some people have told me no, but I know someone who knows someone, and uh, oh, the parent of a person I know. No, 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 no. Have you seen anything? Because if you read the news, I'm sorry, we should be drowned in fucking bodies. We should be drowned in misery. We should go going crazy with ambulances and and sanitary people going wild. Because that's what the news tell us. But I don't see any of that shit. Zero, zero, zip. So yes, there is a virus. And yes, they are bullshitting us to this bone. And I am very pissed at this because they're, 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 they're trying to install even more fear into what we already have and take away the few things that we still regard as precious. Christmas. I don't give a fuck about Christmas. I don't give a fuck about Jesus. I don't give a rat's ass about tradition. Nevertheless, it's my son's birthday. You know. So I've got a good excuse. I'm sorry. I do have a good excuse to celebrate Christmas because my son was born on the 25th of December. Now, we can't meet with anyone. Why? Well, because there's a pandemic going around? Because, of, because we can't reach uh, his grandparents' house because there's too many dead bodies on the streets? Because the ambulances are, coll are collapsing the traffic? Because the doctors are going berserk trying to save the lives of millions of people? Bullshit! Absolute bullshit! They're selling us this shit. They're, they're, they're controlling us to the bone. Now, what to do? I don't know. I don't know. I just only wear a mask where I'm definitely obliged to use a mask, like for example going into shops, because 
the private property has to be respected. If the owner of the shop has a sign saying you must have a mask to go in, then I must respect his private space and I must go in a mask. But in the streets, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, and you too, and the one behind you, yes, fuck him too. I am not suffocating or letting my son suffocate just because you are paranoid. Fuck you. I wear the mask in my chin. You like it, good. You don't like it, good too. But I'm very pissed off at this situation. And I may be wrong. And I may be fucking up real bad. But we've been lied to for about a year now and of all the things they've said of all the things they have told us that are happening i'm sorry i haven't seen anything and i don't know anyone who has seen everything and i don't know anyone who would know anyone who probably met someone who has seen anything nope and if you have you probably know it secondhand you probably know, oh, because the son of, uh, of the neighbor who lives in a no, his friend has, a, has an uncle who knows someone who had... Fuck that, man. Fuck that. Anyways, I don't want to leave you with an angry note. Uh, I'll probably be posting really soon again. Nevertheless, I might not. Some very busy days are ahead of me. Uh, I am living the life as normal as I can. I'm not letting myself be controlled too much with this. Tomorrow is Sunday. I'm taking my son and my dog to the mountain. And we're going to spend the whole day there, do a picnic, enjoy the weather, because apparently it's going to be good weather tomorrow. And uh, I'm looking forward for a great day. In the meantime, keep well, keep safe, and I'll see you later. This is no pain, no Spain. Bye-bye.